The Halloween party in our office was just less than a month ahead, and I was more excited about it than anyone else. Every year, I managed to scare the hell out of my office mates because of my genuinely frightening get-ups and props. I always enjoyed it when I could make some people freak out, especially the ones I don't particularly like. It was fun when I make people scream or even send them running. I've been putting a lot of effort into my costumes that I actually became known for it. In fact, well, last year. I creeped them out when I decided to dress up as a mortician and brought an actual skull in a jar that I filled with living maggots. I might have gone too far. In fact, I ran into some problems because of that stunt, but, well, (laughs) it was worth it. Anyway, I wanted to step up my game this time, so I looked on the internet to see what I could buy or find, but I found nothing of interest or anything that was somewhat edgy. So I decided to go deeper and go into the dark web. And it was then that I came across the seller that was offering an old Japanese mask. Now I was quite familiar with what it was since I'd seen it in tattoos and artwork a dozen times before. It was a theatrical mask of a vengeful demon, popularly known as Hanya. As far as I know, The Hanya mask represents a woman that was overtaken by jealousy, and it gradually manifested on her facial features. They said the key to properly sculpt or to make a Hanya mask is to perfectly capture its changing expression. The demonic face would look like it was frowning when it looked straight, but it would turn into a malicious grin once the face tilts downwards. I've always wanted to own one just because of how it looks. Now this seems quite odd and it was made of a traditional clay. What made this particular mask exceptionally interesting was not its mere captivating appearance and age, but the story behind it. Written in the mask's description, the seller claimed that the mask belonged to Shugor Hamada. Hyperlinked on the name of the previous owner was an old print of the Japanese article. I copied and auto-translated the page so I could somehow read what the content was, and I was shocked, as well as extremely intrigued by what it said. The article said that the previous owner of the mask was a serial killer who wore it when he committed his murders. He was able to kill 16 people, but they never really found out what his motives were, since he also killed himself right after. Shigura's body was found inside his home in quite a disturbing state. He took his own life by beheading himself using a homemade guillotine. The seller claimed that he got it from his Japanese friend who was a former investigator of the case. However, I searched a bit and saw a few pictures of Shigura's mask, and what the seller had, well, it looked a bit different. The enclosure was also a bit strange. It was probably meant to be a display piece, so it was encased in a mirror enclosure, but the glass box was completely covered in papers with Chinese writing all over them. Aside from the papers, the enclosure was also bound with a red rope. Once I read who the previous owner was, I got incredibly interested. 
I was about to message the seller about my concerns until I saw what the asking price was. The seller wanted $2,000 for it. Now, I could understand that the mask was incredibly controversial, but the exorbitant price tag was just ridiculous for its value despite the story behind it. The authenticity of the item was questionable as well. So instead of leaving a bid, I messaged the seller and said that the mask didn't look like it was the one that the serial killer owned. There were a couple of pictures before the tragic incident where Shigur was carrying the mask, and it was porcelain white, while the one he was selling had a faint shade of red and it had a wider smile. The next day, the seller responded to my email with a bunch of pictures that he claimed was from his Japanese friend. They were raw captures of the scene where the investigator took the mask from Shigura's house, sealed and labeled in a plastic bag. His guess was that the killer probably owned more than one Hanyu mask, but he was certain that the mask in his possession was the one he wore during his killings. Although the authenticity of the item became more plausible because of the image he sent me, I replied and told him that the price he was asking for was just too much for me. Now, unexpectedly, he responded again quite quickly. He asked me how much I was willing to spend to get the item, so I just humored him and, well, I gave a random number under $1,000. I was surprised with what he said next. He agreed on my price and just told me that I should also pay for the shipping. Needless to say, I immediately agreed. When I messaged him again to thank him, it seemed he figured out that I was generally interested with the mask. I told him that I was fond of creepy and controversial things, and that I always wanted an authentic mask. For fine work of art with the dark story behind it, the item was pretty much a holy grail for me. He told me that he wanted to just get rid of the item because it was giving him nightmares, and that I should be careful with it when I get it. He also said that I should not take it out of the enclosure. The investigator also had bad experiences when the mask was in his possession, to a point where he asked the priest to cast some kind of cleansing or binding rituals to it. It wasn't supposed to be in his possession to begin with, but... I was glad that he had had it. I just simply agreed to everything he said, but, of course, I had different plans. I bought it so that I could wear it to our Halloween party. As I waited for a few days for the package, I looked even further into the case of Shigur Hamada. He was said to be an apprentice of some guy who used to perform in the theater, which was also a war veteran. If my guess was right, he was probably the one who gave him the mask. Unfortunately, that was the extent of what I could find out about him. The package finally arrived at my doorstep, and I was like a child that got his present from Santa quite early. I also ordered a long black and red kimono that would go perfectly along with this gorgeous and highly controversial mask. There was this inexplicable urge inside me, that I wanted to take the mask out of its enclosure as quickly as I could. I almost wanted to just simply shatter the glass box, 
but I held it in and decided to open it the proper way. The seller probably didn't trust me not to open the glass enclosure, since he even bothered to completely seal the glass to the wooden stand with some kind of thick sealant. But of course, such a petty attempt didn't stop me. I just cut right through the sealant several times until it gave out, and I tore off more paper seals with the Japanese writings on them. I unwound the red rope and lifted off the glass box. And finally, I got a hold of the serial killer's Hanya mask. For some reason, I can't explain it. I got goosebumps when I finally held the mask with my hands. I was drawn into it even more compared to the first time I saw it. The age was pretty obvious. I could clearly see some subtle fades on the painted portions of the protruding sharp teeth, as well as the very faint reddish tint which dampened what was formerly porcelain white. Despite of being made of clay, it was pretty impressive that it didn't have any kind of cracks in it. I wanted to see how it looked with the kimono that I brought. I made some intentional rips and tears on the kimono to make it look tattered so it would somewhat match the mask's antique look. I put on the kimono and stood in front of a mirror with the mask in my hand. And as I was finally putting the mask on, I felt an unnerving chill crawl up my spine. I looked through the holes of the mask's eyes and I stared at the mirror and it actually made me step back a bit when I finally saw what I looked like. For some reason, I felt like I was looking at a different person, yet I was only looking at my own reflection with the mask on. My eyes were totally drawn on the intricately carved face of this half-human, half-demon that I wore, and I unconsciously tilted my head slightly downwards, just a slight lower angle. The sad of the expression of the mask totally changed and revealed its mischievous grin. Within just a few seconds of wearing the mask, I found myself genuinely scared of my own image. Along with the fear was a heavy tension so intense that it was paralyzing. It was as if there was some unseen force placed down on my shoulders as my limbs were shackled by a number of heavy ropes with weights on them, and all of a sudden, my sight turned hazy until the light was overtaken by the swirling darkness that wallowed right before my eyes. I couldn't see anything. I was completely terrified. I was breathing so hard against this demon mask that it seemed to have closed its eyes shut. I wanted to take it off, but I couldn't lift up my arms. I couldn't even move a single finger. As my senses were totally shaken by this terrifying occurrence, I suddenly heard a subtle sound that cut through the silence of this oblivion. I heard what seemed like clashing of blades and a few gunshots. There was no way that these sounds were coming from my room. A number of screams and groans followed accompanied by battle cries from afar. For some reason, the voices that were somewhat audible were speaking in Japanese language. And suddenly, the darkness in front of me started to spread out. 
The scene right before my eyes seems as if I were hiding in the shadows all this time, and I finally stepped out. For some reason, far beyond any logical explanation, I found myself amidst the war. I had no control over anything. All I could do was watch at the terror of this incredibly vivid nightmare I was having. It seemed as if I was in the shoes of a highly skilled individual that was silently slithering through the shadows and mercilessly slaying unsuspecting civilians as the chaotic war was unfolding. This person, whoever he may be, was cutting the throats of anyone he came across. This murderer that I was forcefully hosted in was a heartless mercenary. I was forced to see the horror that this monster had placed upon the people he casually slayed. Twenty-one victims died in his hands in a single night. The thick black smog that swallowed my sight appeared once again, and I somehow felt glad that the nightmare was finally over. But I was wrong. After a brief moment of silence and nothingness, I suddenly heard a murmuring voice of a man. The sound seemed as if it were coming from inside the mask. As I was trying to listen to his voice, I suddenly heard the subtle sound of footsteps. It sounded like steps brushing against a thin woven mat. There were sounds of footsteps on a tatami floor. The darkness was suddenly brushed off by the opening of a sliding door. And the next thing I saw was gushing of blood and desperate cries for help that didn't come. Right before my eyes, the family was slain. But the killing did not stop there. This person that I shared the sight with jumped from window to window and ruthlessly murdered everyone that lived inside these peaceful homes. Some were killed while they were dining, while some were stabbed multiple times or had their throats cut in their sleep. I was put in the view of the serial killer's eyes that used to own the mask, Shikyor Hamada. I couldn't do anything but weep for the souls that these two men had taken. I've seen them all and my heart was crushed in every kill they committed. The expression on the faces of their victims as they gasped for their last breath were permanently etched into my head. It was foolish of me to ignore all the warnings that were given to me even before I got a hold of this mask. But who would have thought that something like this was possible? I kept on trying to remove the mask during these flashbacks, but all my efforts and every bit of my strength were useless. The void succumbed me for the first time as I kept on crying and shouting. Although this time, it was me losing consciousness. I was physically and mentally worn out that I just gave in to the darkness and I passed out. As I finally regained my consciousness, I found myself in front of a mirror, but it wasn't mine. I was inside somebody else's house. I stared at the mask that was still stuck on my face, and I noticed the drastic changes on its features. The demon's face turned completely red, and its facial muscles were more pronounced. Its sharp teeth got longer, and so did the horns. 
The militia's grin got wider, and the eyes turned yellow. Anya Masta still somewhat possessed the human's appearance has totally lost its humanity. This mask wasn't simply cursed or bad luck. It had a life of its own, and it could possess anyone who would wear it. As I looked down, I saw a long dagger on my hand dripping with blood. I saw the trails of blood on the floor leading inside a room. I, well, I had not wished to see what was inside there. And yet, I knew what I had to do. I walked slowly towards the room. Every inch of me was trying to hold in what remains of my sanity. I could hear a very faint snickering just right against my face. And as I saw what was inside that room, my knees quivered as I dropped the dagger to the floor. Four bodies were inside Children were laid on the floor, and their parents were on the bed, soaked in their own blood. They had multiple stab wounds, and the parents even had their throats cut. I killed them all while I was unconscious, just like the men who previously wore this mask. I was turned into a murderer. <laughs>